adventure fans, calling all... All Detroit. ...fans, stand by. Here comes... ML Ellis. Now. You asked in a rock and the truck right my chair. It's gone. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay. You want to go right now, Elric? Hey, kids. It's your old pal, ML Elric, here with another episode of The Soul to Detroit. And we have a lot to talk about today. Our special guest is, you guessed it, my mom. And if you didn't know it was my mom, she's already saying, I can't hear it. Turn it up. Would somebody turn it up? And pretty soon she'll say, turn it down. Would you Would you please turn it down? And and she's going to get even with me in a, in a few minutes, I'm sure, with some stories that are mostly exaggerated. And if they're not, the statute of limitations expired mm-hmm. a long time ago. And the thing, this is the first time I think Sean and my mom has met have met together. But they they actually do go to the same doctor because the doctor takes care of women's issues. <laughs> so, oh, there's, yeah, there's Granny and Mark Fellhauer is uh, is here and uh, once again has guaranteed us a seamless, uh, technically uh, flawless show. So, so far, so bad. I thought the intro was outstanding. Thank you. Well done. Very good. Um, I did make some editorial decisions there. I didn't what? know if you noticed or not. So, well, if you don't listen, you're it was only 13 seconds long. What was there to change? Um, Sean, you'll appreciate what I changed. Um, in the intro, it was uh, Welcome All, and I changed it to Soul of Detroit fans because he had his name in there twice. And I think one is enough. Sure. Once again, your judgment is faulty. That's fine. That's fine. And I, well, I, I mean, we already know the show's about you, and it's all about you, but I thought maybe the show title could be in there. I like uh, if you're watching us on Facebook Live or if you're watching the replay, the way Joe has this framed with the Soul of Detroit flag behind me. I kind of look like uh, a an icon in some sort of Orthodox church with the halo and the uh, and the the letters that look like rays beaming out of my head. I think the haircut kind of you know doesn't work with that image you're painting. <laughs> what they're they're not they're not saints with good haircuts. I didn't know Proud Boys were saints. Wow. Um, Boy, I remember at one point saying to Sean, please don't say anything stupid on the show that could cost me the election. I guess we have to have that. (laughs) My son got the the same haircut. I said the same thing to him. His his mother was not happy either. Apparently, your mother's not happy with that haircut either. No, I don't like it. She's probably probably less happy with the uh, completely inaccurate uh, suggestion that I have political views that are... Uh, That was not the suggestion. It was just the haircut. It's the haircut, yeah. So uh, uh, this is the so same. Sensitive. This is the same haircut that uh, that many of our great new wave performers uh, wear proudly. None of oh, flock of seagulls. Believe in, no, that's in you need a little. Situation. I was gonna. I was thinking flock of seagulls. It's a little short. Why don't we go ahead and get to the thing from the reader, which is sort of a good segue for what we're doing right now. Uh, you mean Dave Hubbard, who uh, runs the butchery, a great place where they have great, uh, great meats, great treats, and where yeah, you can go get some awesome. eats that will make you feel like super yummy good stuff that kind of thing and when you go get it you won't have to worry about getting hair in your food when you cook it because you cut it all off so wow i, I you got a haircut there, too there, though didn't you there goes well, i don't have stuff. i don't have yeah. much hair left. well when so, sean goes to get a haircut it so, is a hair <laughs> they charge him by the follicle do you always go to the same person or do you go so you have to explain i've gone to the same person for a while okay so yeah, that, that person's name is floby 
Okay. So, like, all do you get a discount? Do you get like half off? Since because it, I don't have since any half hair. of it is off. I was thinking maybe they charge extra for the wax. No, it's okay. Don't look at me like that. I felt like I was in trouble for. No, second. you're not in trouble at all. I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to bite my tongue with this they, they fellow the, over here. They get the uh, oh, yeah. So you can make some seriously more, worked is that, up. Is that why you brought some your... other completely unfounded and and uh, oh my inflammatory, god, uh, inflammatory uh, enough. Mark, would you so explain? sensitive? He's just very being. Very I can't sensitive. take this anymore. Um, is that why you brought your mom in for deflection? Like we're going to be nicer to you? No, 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 no. I oh. wanted. I wanted I think to she'll get. She'll pile on. She has witnessed some recent campaign events. Uh, Sean, in a recent team meeting, insisted on more information on the campaign. Once again, showing he's completely out of touch with why Fisherman ZZ, who was one a pace setter in the uh, podcast uh, uh, audience. Um, but first, I want to finish talking about Dave Hubbard because he's running a great place over there. The Butchery, which you can find at thebutcherysl.com. You can give them a call at 248-682-COWS. They are an outstanding uh, meat market uh, shop, and they have a great opportunity for if you're one of these folks who've been sitting and waiting for uh, a chance to get back in the job market, if you've been saying, you know what, I've kind of been around the house too long, or maybe you're doing something that you're not happy with and you've decided that rather than get into the grind, you want to get into the meat grind... And you want to get back to work in a place where you feel that you can support your family and also also be a part of a, a really good family-owned business. The ButcherySL.com is hiring. So give them a call, 248-682-COWS. Let Chef Dave and Chef Julie know that you're ready to join their team. Get some good work-life balance and meet some great people. And, of course, there's that Wagyu beef that Sean raves about. When he's not talking about the marbling. It's delicious. And, and the Snake River Canyon. Um, Killian Murphy and Peaky Blinders. Is that a better example for your hair? Uh, I find a more obscure reference. I don't know. I think I know, I know him You've from seen Peaky. I know the actor. I've seen some of the show, but I don't I don't get so, the reference. It was a popular cut in the in the teens in London. How about that? Of the last century. Okay. Are you still worried about his feelings? That's, no, that's such no, a... Oh, no. I'm oh, just okay. trying to come up that's, with... Uh, uh, the, I, I think your hair was popular when John Adams first rolled it out <laughs> in uh, 1798. So if we're I, going for classic I, looks... I don't have the wig. You know, well done, Uncle Fester. I don't have the wig. So, okay. No, no, I think that was John Adams. Yeah, John Adams. Anyways, uh, this week in, in Unfunny History is a segment that will be back soon, but uh, we're going to wait until, until uh, we turn the calendar. Um, we have my mom here who is uh, just dying to say something, but but she would be upset if we didn't let you know about a place we both, both enjoy going sometimes. It's called uh, the Cadu Cafe, an east side institution. As you know, local stars shine regularly at the Cadu Cafe. On November 20th, Master Flautist Alexander Zanchik will be there. On December 3rd and 4th, Master Shredder Laith Alsadi takes the stage. Laith is a not only an outstanding guitar player and a fantastic singer, who did very well in the voice competition. He is a former classmate of the proprietor, John Rutherford, who right now, as we speak, I believe, is playing for a very, very famous person, but I've been told I can't talk about that till after the gig is over. What? Yeah. It's, uh, it, I'll, I'll, just say, I'll just say it is a very famous doctor, um, perhaps uh, one of the most famous doctors in recent time, who is visiting Michigan. Anyway, uh, if you want to go on a Monday, uh, check out Bobby East, who is Kid Rock's former guitar player. He is there for the Open Blues Jam every Monday at the Cadu Cafe. 
They also have all-you-can-eat mussels. So find out more at cajucafe.com. It's a great place to hang out. And uh, at some point, you'll see us there uh, with a campaign event, probably a volunteer appreciation event. So uh, more details to come on that later. But, uh, but as Sean referenced, we have some feedback from uh, Why Fisherman ZZ, or maybe it's... It's a cool name. I Fishers. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking with that. Anyways, uh, we uh, got some feedback. We asked for feedback. We love to get your feedback. And we have a new review on iTunes. It was posted right after the last show from Y Fishers, who gave us three out of five stars and said, I like this show a lot more when ML was a journalist and not a candidate. Listening a bit less this year. Well, since we're very sensitive to the needs and the feedback from our listeners, we will be talking almost exclusively about the campaign today. So, oh, okay, great. And that's at Sean's request. And we'll also, on top of that, it'll be a multimedia affair where we have multiple video clips and audio clips. Um, can I ask a serious question? Yeah, I, wanna, I, have a, I have a serious question so. to follow. All right, you, you can start. You're the journalist or columnist or whatever you are. I'm not really anything but a piece of, a, a piece of lint, I guess, right? Not that. No, my, that's what Mike says. No. I don't say that. What's, what's I, your I, serious question? I, I said here's, a piece of something, not lint. Here's my serious question. Oh. When you started this campaign, you thought about this podcast. Did you think about that? Did you think you were going to have to, you know, because you have to be a certain way. You have to watch what you say, right? I mean, any politician and, does. And I, and I do watch what I say, what I say. Can yeah. my question piggyback that? Because yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, how do you think you've, you've changed since the campaign started? Well, that's a good question, too. So how about both those questions? Did you think you were going to have to change for this and podcast? Go. Uh, Well, I guess my hope was whether or not I was a candidate that I wouldn't have some nitwit trying to tie me to some uh, some uh, uh, some racist groups. But I guess I guess that's considered humor in Ann Arbor. You understand? I know this is just and not only that, I'm going to get a phone call after probably tonight. (laughs) It's just. No, I don't, I don't think I will because when the dog continues to pee on the carpet, I don't call the dog and say, stop pissing on the carpet. I just put him out more often and maybe remove the carpet. <laughs> Mark and... I just, I just don't see where you think um, it's funny yeah. to suggest that somebody is a member of a hate group. That's I don't not, see the that's humor not in what that. what he meant, though. No, so, just the haircut. Yeah, well, Your mom so and you Mark like both understood that. Great, but you also acknowledge that people... I love who, the haircut. I'm having fun with the haircut. New Wave bands have haircuts like this. You could throw that out there. I just don't think there's anything funny about hate groups. I don't find any humor about it. I mean, are you going to do three minutes on the Holocaust now? Why don't you talk to Mel Brooks? Go ahead. Yeah, I ain't ain't Mel Brooks. Oh, really? Neither are you. So I would suggest that maybe you, uh, when you become more Brooksian, then you maybe go into that territory. Okay, how about answer the question? I thought I just did. No, you didn't. Okay, then pose it to me in the simplest terms possible, which which should come natural to you. Did you think you were going to have to change for the podcast when you started running for city council? There are some topics when we're doing a general interest show that we might delve into more when we weren't in a campaign. Okay, but you're answering like a candidate. No, Please. I, I know what you no, mean. I'm that's trying true. to think through your ridiculous question. That's not my question. That's the feedback. What's the feed? No, the feedback is stop talking about the campaign. You're the one who says talk more about the campaign. Oh, I don't think that's yeah, what that is. Here, I'm going to hand it over. Read it. I read <laughs> it on my it. phone on the email version. Let's it's the go same. go on to the next oh, Wow, topic. you read it on your phone. I didn't know we we're getting all high tech. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. Jeez, okay. Um, this person is writing and saying, don't talk so much about the campaign. You want me to talk more about the campaign? That's one way the show has changed. We used to be a show that went behind the scenes on journalism. 
I am out of journalism. Now we're going behind the scene on politics. That's a big yeah. change. Yeah. It seems self-evident. I don't know. I, I, maybe I, maybe my words were too big. I tried to limit them to two syllables, but uh, maybe I'll we'll try rebus next time. But um, well, let me, let me rephrase That's two it. syllables. It means words that you can, that look like pictures. Well, what has surprised you about being in a campaign then? From a personal, from a personal standpoint, not what you thought. Well, you know what? We have a clip, but it's oh. not the first clip we were going to play. So I don't want to put Joe in a position where he has to scramble the jets to get the other one up. He's, he's got it. He's a pro. He can do it right now if you want. Okay. Well, then I will let what I had to say at Rima International Church speak for itself. And for you lip readers out there, <laughs> I'm it's, saying, Sean. i there. I can see you on stage. Sorry, Joe. Say, Sean, forgive Sean for what he says. That's okay. We'll get back to it. Okay, do what so, you have to do, Joe. So much for the plug for Joe. Um, sorry, Joe. It, it worked in, uh, in rehearsal. So you're John Cameron, not so persuasive. I got you. Okay. Well, can we just start over? Um, I just want to announce that, um, that uh, the butchery is really good. The Cadu Cafe is really good. Luke Nowacki is really good. David Hall is very good. And uh, Bobby East is coming to the east side. And your haircut is sexy. Um, In New Wave. In New Wave. Okay. So I guess we're not just. In no way reminiscent of anybody who's ever walked the earth before, other than New Wave people. (sighs) You know, this is why John Adams was not reelected. Mom, is he stressed out? Actually, no, it's why John Quincy. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I just don't like being compared to hateful people. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe you dig that. Okay. Uh, I mean, go ahead. That's an overreaction. Okay. Uh, it's great to have my mom on this week. Uh, now we're going to room 7609 where we can play some music from Germany, which won't in any way evoke any, uh, any uh, feudalistic uh, overtones. Oh, now we're into feudalism. So, um, so Sean, uh, why don't you, why don't you take, the, take the wheel for a little bit? No, I don't want to take the wheel. I want you to answer genuinely and sincerely what this has been like for you, and has it been stressful? We're genuinely, genuinely interested. And have you had to, because you're not quite yourself when you're here, and I think no, that... No, Sean, I think Sean listeners... let me make this clear to you. For years, when you've suggested I don't live in Detroit and I may be affiliated with some groups that don't share my beliefs, that's always bothered me. I'm just at a point now where I'm just sick of it, and I'm just not going to let it slide. So that's all. I mean, that's always bothered me. But that's not what we're talking about. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. No, I'm asking you if this campaign... Yeah, but no, you're asking me, has way. it changed me? I'm just telling you my reaction to those sorts of suggestions has never changed. It's just now I've just gotten to a point after two and a half years where I'm just saying, stop, you know, get, you know, get some new material. Who that said anything about gro- gross point? I was talking about your haircut. No, I'm just saying you, you have a couple of jokes. And when I say a couple, I mean oh two that you keep going back to. I'm saying retire them. I've never liked them. I've talked to you about them. Now we're doing them now. You know, great. Terrific. This is this is fantastic. I thought the Carlos and Sean part podcast was bad, but I see we're now competing with them. Why don't we go to where I'm the race to the talk. bottom? Thank you for mom. Huzzah. All right. Hi, Mom. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Okay. No, it's All nice right. to meet you. I, I'd like everyone on the last down. podcast I'll All be right. on. How now, has the campaign been for you? Uh well, I haven't been as involved in it as like Teresa and Mike's daughters and a lot of the other people. I did some uh, postcards and donated some money and went to a couple of fundraisers. Um, 
It's been very interesting. The one thing I've really realized is Mike knows almost everything about everything as far as uh, politics, the um, District 4, the way the city government works, and he can really, really get things done. And he has, he's also, as we just saw, he's like a dog with a bone. He never drops anything. So if somebody And he comes doesn't like him, fascist groups. I, 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 somebody comes to him with a problem, oh he's God. going to pursue it until he gets it solved. Or if it's unsolvable, he'll let that person know. So I think District 4 would really be at a loss if they don't elect someone with his skills because they don't come along every day. And I'm not saying that his mother because I know how irritating he is. I've been on the same end of Sean of it as Sean. So, um, but he's not like that with the general public. So, if you're a person who needs something, don't be afraid to ask. Um, you wanted to know how I thought about the debate. I was very pleasantly surprised at the civility in the debate because I know there's a lot. Both candidates have a lot of bottled up things that they would have loved to have gotten out, but they didn't, and they didn't insult each other. They gave each other time to talk. Um, they answered questions, and when the time limit was up, they stopped. I mean, thinking about the Democratic primary, it was like even people that you liked you didn't like after you saw them going after each other like that. So these were two people. They both want the job. They both seem to have the best interests of their district at heart, um, and it was nice to see them have a civilized debate. I thought Mike had a lot more specifics on things he could get done. I liked the fact that he went af- was talking about an ethics plan, which is long overdue. Is that the is that the clip you have, ML? Because I it's it's fixed now, I think. Well, the, the first clip was going to be from the debate, and then we were going to well, go. Yeah, to she's the, talking about the. We're debate. going to go to the church, but then we moved the the church clip up. So are we back to the but debate. She's, clip? Well, she's talking about the debate. Yeah. So so let's let's let me set this clip up for a moment. Um, every time I'm in a public forum with my opponent, I always say several nice things about her. Uh, she never says anything nice about me, and and finds it difficult to even say my name, which is fine. That's just a difference in style. But one of the things that our campaign has talked about is being effective. And as people know who listen to this podcast, I am now an unemployed journalist. My only source of revenue is this podcast. And to say that's a source of revenue suggests a certain uh, uh, unfamiliarity with what revenue is because revenue is when you get a fair amount of money. And we'll talk about donations later. But um, one of the things we've talked about is we had a house that was brought to our attention that had been sitting in a neighborhood for 10 years that had vexed the woman next door so much that she would tell her grandkids, don't go over there. She was losing her mind. And when I met her, her name is Mrs. Taylor, I introduced myself. And as I often do, when I I meet people, I say, well, what can I do to help? And she said, I want to get this house knocked down. And I said, okay, let me start working on it. So I made some calls, talked to the land bank, found out it was their house. They thought it was boarded up. I said, it's not boarded up. They know they have to keep them boarded up. So we'll, we'll, we'll board it up. I said, but no, that's not good enough because the roof is open. And when you have an open roof, you can't save the house. You have to tear it down. So they said, okay, thanks for bringing it to our attention. I sent them some pictures. And that was that. Well, before too long, they put up a demolition sign. And before too long after that, 
they demolished it. And I think we've talked about that on the podcast, maybe even played some of the videos because I found out on my way home from the podcast that it actually was being demolished, which was a real highlight of the campaign. Did you say this was a quick setup? (laughs) I thought I heard something, but I think it was just the release of gas. So then um, in the debate, this is something that we have made a cornerstone of our campaign, that we get things done, that as an unemployed individual in the district, I can get things done. Imagine what I can do as a council member with one of nine votes. And so I think my opponent, whose name is Letitia Johnson, was trying to undermine this claim and try and take the credit away from us for something we did that made life quite a bit better for every person in that neighborhood. And here is that. Let, let, me, let me add to that oh, setup. No, I just want to add the toss. I just want to wow, add this. To, is, well, because the setup wasn't, uh, I mean, there's a question that is asked to her that she just doesn't want to answer to, which is why she goes back to the previous question that you answered. Thank you, Mark. No? Am I wrong? You're right. I thought the, <laughs> intro, it, I thought, I thought the intro was too long, <laughs> but let's make it longer. So, so before I answer that question, can we do pause? I guess she just said it anyway. <laughs> never, never mind. <laughs> so, so here's here's the debate format. Yeah. In our swan song here on the Soul of Detroit, our final episode. Thank goodness. Um, Mistakes happen, man. So, not perfect. So here's what happens Thank in the debate. Goodness. Everybody gets 90 seconds to answer a question, but if one candidate calls out another candidate, you get 30 seconds for rebuttal. And without dragging this on any longer, because I can see Sean has to pee, we had, uh, even with his expanded urethra, we had uh, a question that had nothing to do with demolition or with the destruction of the house but my opponent decided you know what i got this hot shot i gotta get it off my chest right now joe please if you can reset and roll tape we would be most grateful so so before i answer that question can we do a little rebuttal on the last response yeah you got 30 seconds okay all right thank you um so i can't say whether or not my opponent had a house demolished but what I do know is that proposal in that was passed in 2019, there were uh, $250 million earmarked for demolishing houses, and we are seeing those houses being demolished now. Um, the house that my opponent had demolished was on the demolition list since 2019. Uh, can I reply? Like yes. Uh, Ms. Taylor, was the house next to you knocked down? It was knocked down. Have you been trying to knock it down for 10 years? Yes. What did they told you before I made some phone calls? They gave different numbers to call. Yeah, they gave it a runaround. You can't hear Ms. Taylor because I got the microphone. She tried for 10 years to get knocked down. I called the land bank. They said it's on, it's 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 secure. It's not going to be knocked down. It's boarded up. I said it's not boarded up. They said, we'll put the boards back up on. I said, well, let me show you some pictures of the roof in the back. There's a hole in the roof. You can't board up a hole in the roof. Within three months, Thank you, it was gone. Thank you, Emil. Game, set, match. I like that. You gotta knock it down! Well, if Sean is happy and Ms. Taylor's happy, then all is right with the world. So you won the debate, clearly, right? Uh, I didn't so, say I was happy. I so said I like that. He, of course. Uh, You're good at that. And stop, the boys... You stop poking the bear. You have, my, poking you, the bear. You have my sympathies. Um, now I know where they have a very nice garage. They have some place for the old man to go. But the... Uh, <laughs> The, the, the way the debate played out, and I'll, I'll let an objective party weigh in, my mom, uh, who favors Sean. Anyway, um, I hope you guys are very happy together. But the, uh, the thing is, uh, where the comments from, from, uh, from critics went up, they're just like, 
ML is a skilled orator, but Letitia is the better candidate. So it was one of those things where you almost couldn't win because you were expected to do better. So unless you had a complete disaster, it was going to be a tie. But I think that we had the better answers, that our campaign offered real proposals. And I will say that some of the best policies that I heard my opponent mention, I'd seen previously on our website or I had mentioned at earlier forums. So I'm mm -hmm. glad that we are, we are making sure that some good policy is going to get out in District 4 regardless of who's elected. Do you agree, Mom? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because I think Mike won the debate just because he knew everything and had a lot of plans and ideas. But um, if I had been a Letitia supporter, I probably would have thought she did just fine. <laughs> so it's, you know, basically the audience was, she, you know, they each were allowed, what, 15 people? Right. We and, were each granted yeah. 15 uh, passes uh -huh. to uh, have people in the audience, and uh, which I didn't like, actually. I said we should have members of the public in the audience. Our, our supporters already support us, so what's the point of having... 30 people in a room have already made up their mind. Yeah, you're not going to convince them. I mean, they're already convinced. Why not yeah, try to and, change people? And almost minds? every time I go to a forum, you know, my opponent's supporters try and shout me down. So I'm like, let's get some neutral people out there and, and keep it civil. But it was incredibly civil. And I will tell you that, that, um, that a lot of, uh, a lot of, well, I will just say everybody who was there, regardless of the candidate they supported, were very gracious and, uh, and welcoming to the other candidate at the end of the forum, which uh, I wasn't surprised uh, at all. Uh, and it was a, a nice change from some of the vitriol that we've seen on social media and some of the, uh, some of just quite frankly, oh, you mean when people are in some person, of the foolishness, they're not, they're not as evil as they are online when people are in person. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens. It is kind of weird. And, and just today uh, somebody started uh, basically questioning uh, my wife's, role in all this on Facebook because, huh. because you know, the, the funny thing is the people who, who cry foul the most tend to create the most fouls, but that's, that's just politics. And, uh, I guess to, in a, in a futile attempt to answer some questions that were asked earlier, none of that surprises me because that's kind of what you expect. Mm -hmm. And some of the surprises we'll cover with a piece of audio that we'll have shortly. Futile with a T and not a D. Right. I, I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. <laughs> so um, you got nothing for that, eh? Uh, I've had enough. So yeah, me too. We'll just move on. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So there you go. Um, we uh, we had a debate. We had a forum the other night, which was was very interesting. When you see some of the candidates who have not made it on the ballot. Some of the positions they have, these, these forums can go on and on and on. But the, the funny thing about politics is there are people who believe that they can change the world. And so they may have no chance whatsoever of running, but they work just as hard as, as folks who, you know, have an organized campaign with a strategy. And it's, it's just interesting when, when you get into election season, how many people pop up and still believe that politics can result in in a better world, which I think is is kind of nice when we see most of the people who win kind of take us to a worse world. But uh, but hope springs eternal, I guess. How profound! Is that what you preached about? No, I preached oh. about something else. Are we going to hear that now? So, uh, by your leave. <laughs> is that what we're going to hear? 
if that's what you like. If that's oh, what you we wish. tried playing it earlier in the, in the. If you wish, if you want to hear it, it didn't. It didn't work, right? Randy, I like you got it. anything it else totally... for us? Um, Is it yeah. time for a nap? Time for a nap. Okay, then. Oh my God! <laughs> okay. Talk to his mom that way. Hey, I, I, now, I was thought, not a volunteer here. So I, I just want to know if I'd given you more notice, would we have gotten around. cookies? Huh? If I'd given you more notice, would we have gotten cookies? If you'd wanted them. Okay. That hey, should, were you, were you that ever... should go without saying, right? What? And can you tell us the Carmen Harlan Quiche story? No. No, okay, never mind. Oh, man, come on. Now you almost have to. My mom used to uh, be a baker, and she made some quiches for Carmen Harlan no, that she loved. Well, mm. when I would make my my um, baked goods, I would not use real expensive ingredients because I didn't want to charge people an arm and a leg. So if I made like a spinach and mushroom quiche, I and, used And Swiss the company cheese. was Substandard Pies, was no, what it was called. No, they were very so. good. Oh, they, they were good pies. Good. Okay. Uh, and so... Um, I used to, they used to sell them at a little market near here, and somebody who was planning Carmen Harlan. Carmen Harlan's daughter's Harlan, wedding, yeah, right? They wanted me to make some, some of those quiches, but they had to use Gruyere cheese instead of Swiss, mm. and that cost a lot more money. Yeah, it is more expensive. Yeah, so they bought the Gruyere. I said, well, you know, then I, and then I charged them the same price. Was this when Mike was at Channel 4? No, uh, no I don't think I don't so. No. No, probably not. Probably I did not. work with Because I was going to say, by the time no, you, you put him in the oven, and by the time you pull him out, he's probably already to the next station. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Moved on to the next journalism job. By the way, why do you keep saying you're an unemployed journalist? Are you actually looking for journalism work right now? I was. I'm just looking. I'm that. just working, looking for an organization worthy of my talents. I mean, when Joe Biden was running for president, did we say he was an unemployed senator? I think he was an unemployed. Or was he still senator? No, he was. He was retired. Yeah, he was he, retired. He, he's right, he's so. vice president. But uh, no, but what you're doing is a full. Are, are you going to mention all the guys who get their haircut at the same place? Sean Windsor, Joe Biden, Homer Simpson. I'm right just, now, you're yeah. sort of like interviewing for a job, but the interview takes a year. But it's a full time. Com- full time interview. Yeah. So yeah. you yeah. what you 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 from my perspective, you're working uh, not to. Diminish any of the it's journalism too late, Sean. work you've ever don't, done. Don't try. It's too late. No, I'm it's just, too late for flowers and chocolates. I'm not giving you flowers. I'm saying what you're doing right now, you're working in some ways harder than you've ever worked in right. life. I bet Mama yes. L, uh, Mama he works, Mike. He works really hard. Exactly. So, so why keep saying you're an unemployed journalist? Because I'm not working in journalism? Right. You're running a campaign. I worked this hard when I was a reporter, but that's fine. Uh, so... Uh, Whatever you like. What, what do you, you want me to call? You did have cha- time for a Sunday dinner and things. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm glad you're Yeah, but you're, that's, be, I'm that's glad before I realized you were cheating us on the reality. cheese. <laughs> that's before I realized you're saving all the good cheese for the Carmen Harlan. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, the way, they that Velveeta quiche was never my favorite, by the way. What's that? They would have never known the difference between Probably those Probably not, cheese. especially in the she quiche. Wanted the, yeah, she wanted it because of what she tasted, and so she thought already it was Gruyere. So well, then you, you should have kept the Gruyere and gave him Swiss. The Gruyere is a sharper, they, nuttier. They oh, no, no. The, I would never notice the, the Gruyere, difference. so I didn't have to buy it. Yeah, they but then you can keep it. The Take it back and use your Swiss. <laughs> Charge for the Gruyere. <laughs> it, is, it is delicious. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I, I just I just want to assure anybody, if we do so, sort of an appreciation party at the Cadu Cafe, we won't have any of these cheese uh, <laughs> of questionable provenance in any quiche that's served. We probably won't serve any quiche because... It is the east side. We're not quiche eaters. Like quiche. Yeah, he, like quiche. He's, okay. he's, I, thought, I thought that was going to somehow come back nice to me. He's diminishing us quiche eaters That's his here. joke. To, exactly. Right. That's his joke to me that I'm a quiche eater, if you know what I mean. I was actually going to damn near every week for the last two years. 
You're gonna you're gonna do what now? Make a quiche for Teresa. Make a quiche for, for Teresa for her birthday. Okay. Right. Well, now you spoiled it. Well, that's a big surprise. <laughs> now she knows it. She won't care. I have other surprises. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Flowers, huh? No. <laughs> okay. Well, um, don't start off the show by suggesting I see a gynecologist <laughs> next right. fucking time. Thanks for right. thanks for sorry for that language. Thanks for cleaning up uh, your language around my mother. <laughs> You've heard it, right? Yes. Yeah, I know. Used I just want to bring a little reality Usually. in here. I, I wasn't suggesting a All gynecologist. I was suggesting you said women's issues. You know what? No, but it, but it, you're both old women. Old. It doesn't have to be a gynecologist. It could be. Uh, you know what? It's he's been old. making gay jokes about me for two years yeah, every week. I think both I think you. what you guys have been doing is is both going to a, a paleontologist. Right. Who's the one who deals with fossils? Both <laughs> archaeologist. Both of, wait, no, finish know. finish the thought. Both of us what need to be paddled. Yeah. First of all, all that stuff is very old. It's been overdone. Yeah, paleontologists do deal with things that are very old. That's the nature of it. Yeah, and boring. You Here, forgot. You got. You forgot. Boring. Here's an insult. Wow. For him. Well, he, I, he's we were very handsome. Hey, we were. We were trying to reach new heights of boring. We appreciate your help in getting there. Here's an insult. He's very handsome. It's. Uh, okay, right. so let's get to church because I think it's about time for us to try and save our souls. I don't want to take up too much time. I just want to talk to you a little bit huh? about faith. And I can't tell you <laughs> about faith like Bishop Lloyd can. But when you're a candidate, and I've been a candidate now for 10 months for Detroit City Council, District 4 on the east side, it's a neighborhood where I grew up. It's a neighborhood where I worked. It's a neighborhood where I've coached. It's a neighborhood where I volunteer. And now as a street rep on East Iowa Drive, it's a neighborhood where I cut lawns and look out for my neighbors. But being a candidate tests your faith. Everybody who says... Ride or die means run and hide. Come on now. Everybody who says, I'll be with you at the end, means I'll see you later, friend. And people who say, they'll be with you all the way, they mean another day. Come on now. But when you put yourself out here, you meet people like Bishop Lloyd, you meet people like my campaign manager, Vanessa Hamilton, you find where your family is, you find where your true friends are, and you are inspired and you are uplifted, not by the people who you thought would be there, but by the people you meet along the way, the people who step up and show you a capacity that you never knew you had. It's incredibly humbling to have people who believe in you without knowing you, who see you and who hear what you have to say. And my message is about honest change, because when I talk about faith, I talk about my fear that we're going to lose faith, because we have some people in City Hall who don't belong there, who took an oath to serve us, but they're serving themselves. Hmm. Wait, why'd you, why'd That's where you cut ended. that off. That's where it ended. That is that is where the uh, the uh, camera that was recording this uh, failed. So, yet another disappointment. Did you ask them to vote for you? Did you say, can I count on Because remember when Tracy was in here, she said, you need to start saying, can I count on you to vote for me? Yes, no. Have, you, I don't, been, have I don't, you been doing that since you came here? I don't say that in church because you have to. There's a very fine line between oh, the separation. The yes, you can't you can't campaign in there. So if I tell people who I am, what I'm doing, and what I stand for, to me that's 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 biographical as opposed to what a loophole. And I guess I forgot to mention I'm an. I, I was going to mention I was an unemployed journalist, but I didn't realize till today what a horrible mistake that would have been. So I'm glad I skated uh, past did I that. I say one. that was a horrible mistake. By the way, it's a heavy implication. The way he but, just said it was another disappointment. It reminds me of Miranda Priestley, uh, Meryl Streep played her in The Devil Wears Prada. She was constantly disappointed by people. <laughs> How about just saying that's all the clip we had?
That's all the clip we had. Okay. You know, I, you're the guy who doesn't like things written. Why don't you just write this down for me? If I keep disappointing you now. You're I'm not disappointing me at all. I Apparently just I That was a fabulous clip. So. It's a good clip. Yeah, I loved it. I wanted yeah. more. The other thing I think when Mike's gone to these different churches is it's really inspiring in how gracious the congregation has been. You know, whether mm -hmm. they support him or not support him, I, it's really, it says a lot for the Detroit churchgoers. Are you surprised seeing him up in uh, in a church kind of? No, because. Um, not he, bursting into flames. He was not raised going to church. Um, I'm a fallen away Catholic, but my parents were, uh, were, were good Catholics. And he started going, uh, I don't know how many years ago. And um, he's the only one of us that does go. Well, my son Pat sort of forced to go every now and then. His, his wife's a really good Catholic. But uh, it, it's, it's meant a lot to Mike. So he sort of found it on his own, which is interesting to me because my mother found it on her own too. Huh. She, you know, she wasn't raised in a church and she wanted something. So, as a, you know, she just started going to church as a young girl. And so um, they are parallel in that way. Or for him to go up there and like testify and talk about himself is that, as a mom, isn't that kind of? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you're proud more right, than anything. Right. Yeah. Well, he's very good at at um, public speaking. Yeah. Yeah, we know. And also, it you know, saying at funerals and stuff, he'll give up, get up and and uh, give. Uh, well, he eulogy. loves obits and eulogies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and they're always very good. They're very good. Um, do you like us talking about you while you're sitting here? Is that awkward? No, I, I felt like I just spent the last hour speaking at my own funeral. <laughs> what? I think okay. he's getting a little. Uh, he's stressed out. He's too I mean, we're stressed. He's too stressed. I'll run. be glad when it's over. I mean, I, we're all really hoping mm -hmm. Mike wins. That's for sure. When he wins, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's you're working every single minute because you don't want to. If I didn't do this, it would have made the difference. You know, that's always on your mind. I think it's just what what is it? Is it just a lot to do in a short period of time that's left? Everybody we meet and have a chance to interact with is very enthusiastic with the campaign. But what we're talking about, when I am on people's doors, I'm solving their problems right there. I can't tell you how many people I've helped put in their application for a speed hump, help find out uh, that the house next door to them is owned by the land bank or by some speculator. Just last night when I was walking on Stratum, I was uh, – putting in, uh, and, and folks should know about this, the Improved Detroit app where you can report abandoned buildings and trees that have fallen down and potholes and, and fly dumps, which are just basically places where people throw garbage. You can report all that. And I show all this to people so that they can be empowered and so they can put these reports in themselves and we get things done, just like yeah, Ms. Taylor's house yeah. that we did not knock it down. We never said we knocked it down. We just said we got it knocked down because that's what happened. Because there are houses all over town that are just sitting there raggedy as hell. And until somebody who can apply some pressure comes along, nothing happens to them. So that's great. That's really good. But here's the, here's the problem with politics. And here's particularly the problem in my contest. Uh, the wrong word, even the right word, is used against you. We exposed dark money helping... My opponent, dark money campaigns that were created by people who have either betrayed the public, is documented, it's uncontrovertible, who are under suspicion for betraying the public, who are under a federal investigation for public corruption. We've been criticized for taking money from Gross Point. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Gross Point. Haven't been there since 1985. Wouldn't go back. Had every chance. Just can't do it. My mom and sister live there. I hope people don't mind if they donate to my campaign. So yeah, we got some money from Gross Point. 
that's kind of where I have some people I grew up with who still support me. My opponent has a dark money campaign supporting her that's based in Gross Point. Yeah. Yet nobody seems to think that's a problem. Uh, it's been suggested that uh, that uh, that my opponent is more of a Detroiter because she was born there and lived her whole life there and has more donations from Detroit. But here's the truth. I have more donations from Detroit. At last count, we had 148 donations from Detroit. She had 118. We've had more money donated to us from people who live in Detroit. But because of the dynamics of this race and because some people will twist anything, this stuff is used against you. And that's the thing that's so frustrating. And the free press, once again, did a non-endorsement endorsement, which is the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen. And the reaction to that was my opponent was upset because she believes they mischaracterized her profession, which only would have been provided to them by the campaign because everything we gave the campaign, I gave the free press came from questionnaires we filled out ourselves. And so because, because my wife uh, is an employee of the free press who's on leave during the campaign, there was something that put up on Facebook that said, you know, uh, you know, you got my profession wrong. The free press can do better. It's probably because ML's wife works at the free press. And I'm sitting here yeah. thinking to myself, boy, I've done more good work for the free press than just about anybody in the last 20 years. When I left the free press the second or third to last time, <laughs> the editor, who I was no fan of and who I called out and who I stared at across a bargaining table and put the screws to him because he deserved it, said that I was responsible for some of the best journalism in the free press of the last century or whatever hyperbole he used. And the free press won't endorse me because they recognize that I'm the best candidate. And now my opponent is complaining about the free press. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you send the free press a, a, a case of champagne? Because uh, if anybody's getting the gears from the free press, it's yours truly. You know, when, when a newspaper that claims to want to end the culture of corruption and want to bring some people with integrity to city hall, determines that that, that that person exists and then doesn't endorse them, and somebody's going to complain about that, there's only one person who should complain about that, and that's me. You know, when they, when they complain that, you know, we want to avoid the appearance of favoritism, well, you just got accused of favoritism anyway, so maybe you should have done the right thing in the first place. Maybe you should have had the stones to stand up for your principles and understand that you are the opinion page, so you are entitled to express an opinion. And maybe you should take the heat like I've done for the free press for 20 years. When I did stories that people didn't like, when I was knocking on doors and uh, on dirt roads to try and get in touch with the relatives of people who tried to kidnap the governor, you know, when I got people throwing me off the porch and threatening me, you know, when I when I took some heat Can for I the free a dumb press, question though, you know, you know, did I, you know, favoritism? Come on, how do many the right. Thing. How many people in District Four really care about who the paper endorses? Well, I think that's something the free press should be concerned about too. I just well, don't think it's reaching people like it did, and maybe it's because. I mean. And when you go maybe and because it's a little soft. When you go door knocking, do people say, "Oh, I, you know, these people don't endorse you," or "I, I'm going to go with whoever this, you know, entity endorses," or do they care about just getting stuff fixed? This is the thing that you. I, find I, we've talked is, about this before. It just seems obvious to me that you would think a tangible thing like getting houses knocked down or lawns mowed or whatever it may be. That's the kind of stuff I would care about in my neighborhood, and I don't care where the person came from. I don't care if they just moved and uh, moved into my city and started getting stuff done. I just want the stuff done. The, these are the conversations you have on people's doorsteps, and I've been on over two thousand doorsteps, and I'll hopefully by the time so all the other stuff is just thousand. imagery bullshit. Well, some of this stuff is in social media. It's it's used in campaigns. It's, it's purposed. Uh, there was uh, th one of the funniest things 
but not funny things I saw is there was a guy who knows both myself and my opponent who uh, put something on Facebook just before the primary that said all these wonderful things about me. He says, I know both candidates. I know ML. I worked with ML. I used to play basketball in ML's backyard. He's a wonderful person. He's committed to the community. He'd be the greatest guy ever. I really like him. I think he's fantastic. But Jeez. I also know... I also know Letitia, and I know her commitment to the community, and he said many wonderful things about her, and he said, I know both of them, and I'm going to vote for Letitia. Fair enough. Gave both people their props and then made a declaration of intention. That's great. This appeared in a piece of political literature that was not put out by me, obviously, and it just said, I know both candidates. Wow. And then it said all the wonderful things about the other kid without even the ellipses to show that there might have been something nice about me. This is how politics works. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, and this is why politics doesn't work. And that's why I always try and say something nice about my opponent because she has been a good member of our neighborhood. Our kids went to school together. She has tried to help in the neighborhood. Has she been as successful as she claims? No, but she is a good hearted, good natured person who wants to make a difference. So, you know, I mean, why can't other candidates acknowledge that their opponent isn't essentially the spawn of Satan, but uh, but that's how other not candidates dirty, operate. Dirty politics that's, works. that's not how I operate. Yeah. I'm, I'm I am an unemployed. You're almost too ethical. I am an unemployed journalist who's running for office. I'm not a politician. I am a candidate, but I'm trying to make something happen. I'm trying to get something done, and I'm putting everything on the line to make a difference. Not because I want the job, not because I need the job, but because somebody has to do the job, and I've been waiting far too long for that person to come along. And I may be wrong-headed enough to think that I'm that person. And I sure as hell ain't doing it for the money because I've given up a lot of money to try and do this. And I've asked a lot of people to give up money to help me do this. Because to get something great done, it requires sacrifice. And if you're going to try and do something bigger than yourself, you have to dig deep and you have to put something on the table. So I put it all on the table. Well, But that's politics for you, man. And speaking of money, I'm going to fit a plug in now. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> I want to point out that it is an ad, though. Oh, yeah. This is. It just almost segued too perfectly because overreaction is not the strategy for the long term investor. Neither is burying your head in the sand and hoping it's all going to turn out just a okay. So you need to call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248 663 4748, to provide rational financial advice. What are you going to do with your money? What are you, what are you going to put it in bonds? You're going to put it in equity? You have a 401k, a 529. What what are you going to do? You got to get advice. You got to get a strategy. Call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. And the sounder's not working, so I'm going to have to read it. Well, because you before you up. do that, it's important to know that if you do business with Luke Nowacki, he'll make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities Investments Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, separately owned, and other entities and or marketing names, products, and services referenced here, independent of Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Uh, you know, one other reason I'm able to do this is because I've done a couple of deals with David Hall and Hall Financial. <laughs> I have two rental properties in East Lansing, and I finance both of those deals with Hall Financial. Right now, interest rates are in the twos. They were such good deals that those houses are now supporting themselves and throwing off just a little bit of revenue that helps us do things like replace everything destroyed in the flood. So if you also are looking for a good deal, I suggest that you call my man Dan Morrison at Hall Financial, 248-308-5000. That's 248-308-5000. 
they are making deals every day. They have something like 6,000 five-star ratings. Mm-hmm. We have something like 600 ratings. Most of them are five stars. Um, and one three. Whatever, Cheese Whiz 72 or whatever his name was, gave us three out of five stars because he doesn't want to hear any more about politics. Believe me, uh, uh, whatever your name is, Whiz 99 in a couple weeks, the election will be over. We can find something else to talk about. But this is a show that has always been about taking you behind the scenes. And I guarantee you there are no other candidates putting their head on the chopping block every week by going into an unscripted but perhaps rundown-oriented show to, uh, to try and speak sincerely from the heart because I think people deserve nothing less. Anyways, didn't mean to drag David Hall on that. Um, <laughs> just go there. You can go to our website to find their website. And when you give them a call to David Hall, let them know that ML called, told you to call. And you'll have a great fall, or better call Saul. Trying to rhyme? (laughs) No more rhymes. I'm freestyling. I did actually get uh, an uh, an endorsement from the uh, from the um, the Wayne County Black Democratic Caucus, and I think it's in part because I kicked a little Curtis blow in the interview, and my campaign manager was like, "Why do you keep doing that?" And I said, "This is the only interview where I actually got to say something." Yeah, and uh, and we got the endorsement, so I should have been I should have been. Do a little now, more you're dragging, now you're dragging David down that road too. And MLS one four six seven four three five. There you go. So we got a big game coming on Saturday, October thirtieth. Unfortunately, I will be campaigning that day instead Whoa. of watching the Spartans and Wolverines. Hey, as a Spartan fan, are you bummed that the game is at noon? No, I think it's great because we can watch the game and then spend uh, three or four hours canvassing Crying? after oh. the game. No, no, no. As long as nobody gets clotheslined, I think it's going to be a great game. So I just saw some Spartan fans on Twitter that were mad that it wasn't a night game. Oh, yeah. Well, I think everybody feels like this is kind of diminishing the value of the game. Like this is the... Uh, this is the B position and not the A position. But is, is, do we know uh, if game day is going to be there or not? Uh, Fox will be there because it's their high noon, oh, their big Fox. noon game. So that Fox pregame show, which actually is, I kind of like it better than the ESPN one, believe it or not, maybe because they talk more Big Ten. Who's on it? Uh, Re- isn't that Reggie Bush and Leinert? Aren't they all on there? Oh, I don't know. I, I haven't yeah. I haven't seen much college football since I became a candidate for office. But I think some people feel that, oh, they, they we lose out on that home field advantage where people can get a little sauced up for a 7 o'clock start. My first thought, maybe this is because I'm old, is, boy, it's pretty cold on October 30th. I don't want to be out there late at night. I suspect there will be a few people going to the game who are already feeling no pain. Exactly, yeah. And if anything else, this may uh, this may lessen the uh, the damage done. If uh, if Michigan sure. loses, uh, Wolverines will get out of town pretty quickly. If Spartans lose, there will be a lot of licking of wounds and not a lot of licking of lemons and salt rims and tequila. <laughs> well, so it's a fun week. I'm glad they're both, uh, you know, back on the scene. No, it's fantastic, and I I am predicting it'll be the first time these two undefeated teams have met in eons. But before they get together on the field, the Detroit Sports Media Association has their 13th annual Big Game Tablegate Median Luncheon, Media Luncheon. And what this is, is it's on Wednesday, October 27th at around 11, 1130. Our friend Blue Santa, who also does a oh. wonderful Paul Bunyan, oh, no. is going to be there. Oh, he's a wild card. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with, uh, with Blue Bunyan. And uh, what they do is it's a tail, it's a, it's a, it's a buffet luncheon where it's all like sliders and conies. So it's yeah. like you would tailgate. And then after lunch, they have two Spartans and two Wolverines 
talk about uh, old stories, about coaches, about games, about the matchup. For the Spartans this year, it's Connor Cook and Tony Lippett. Which I haven't heard anything from Connor in a long time. Well, wasn't he in the XFL and then they disbanded? And Yeah. yeah was, oh, I just haven't heard much from him, like no interviews or anything. That'll be I'm kind of looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. And Jake Butt, who I think is probably my favorite Wolverine oh, of all time. Dude. Because really he played dude. when other people went in the draft, and he paid. Oh, he paid for big making time. that that decision that a good teammate would have made. And William Campbell are going to be there well, as be well. Yeah. So this is this is a great event, and if you want to participate, you can go to DetroitSportsMedia.com. Get your tickets now, DetroitSportsMedia.com. Or if you want to sit at my table, Ooh. we will have a drawing, and if you donate fifty dollars. At ML Soul of Detroit, we will get you a seat at the table, and a portion of that money will go to support scholarships for kids who want to study sports media. So that's the Detroit Sports Media Association's 13th annual Big Game Tablegate Media Luncheon, Wednesday, October 27th, at the Skyline Club in Southfield. I'm going to be there with the crew. Maybe you can join us. It's a great cause. It's a great time. We hope to see you there, and go green. Go blue. Damn it. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? This is a very topical choice this week, man. And now for the meanest, most vile, hateful section of our show on a regular basis. It's Geek of the Week. Last week, Wayne State, uh, excuse me, last year, Washington State University sophomore wide receiver Cassidy Woods expressed concerns about COVID-19 and decided he would, as was his right, sit out the season. He also, a, lot, a lot of players did. Yeah, a lot of people, in, including uh, Mr. Panashuk from our Spartans, or my Spartans, who was tearing up the Big Ten. So he also informed uh, Coach Nick Rolovich that he was planning to get involved in a players' movement that was starting to get off the ground in the Pac-12. So Rolovich essentially drove Woods out of the program. Now, Rolovich is the one packing his bags, leaving the Pac-12. He and his four coaches were fired the other day for refusing to get vaccinated. Now, Rolovich is the highest paid public employee in the state of Washington. He makes $3 million a year. And he was required, like all state employees and Washington State University students, to get vaccinated. Initially, he said, yeah, I'm going to get vaccinated. Then he vacillated and said, "Uh, I don't think I will. And he asked for an exemption for religious reasons, but then declined to provide any details on how that might apply. His mentor, June Jones, you may remember him from the Lions Run and Shoot, who also installed the Run and Shoot in Hawaii, which Rolovich executed to good enough effect that, uh, that the Cougars hired him to coach Washington State. June Jones says, well, Rolovich really just doesn't like people telling him what to do. So here's how wise, how Wood, Woods, wisely observed this every person's decision should be respected but he didn't respect my decision the rule was if you opt out you're not going to be part of the team now he wants to top opt out of the vaccine does he want to be part of the team yeah like todd bertuzzi mr rolovich is ignoring science is ignoring his obligation to his fellow man and woman his commitment to the team a team he recruited and because of reasons he will not state and that as far as any reasonable person can tell, do not comport with science, is willing to abandon his team in the middle of a season just as they are starting to roll. So, if you know anything about coaching, 
you know you should never cost your team a game. Yeah. You should always put the team first. There are some people who said the team, the team, the team. I think their statue should be torn down, but that was a pretty nice saying. It's a nice sentiment. Nick Rolovich, for proving yourself to be an absolute and utter hypocrite in every single thing you've told these players, you, sir, in a great understatement, are our Geek of the Week. See you again! There's an all-night party in room 7609. And you can dance together all night if you've got the time. Despite my long relationship with the Free Press, we're going to take Jim Schaefer's recommendation to play Dire of Dreams and their Dark Wave ditty, Soul Stripper. Now, Jim, just before we went on the air, it seemed to me tried to disown this suggestion for Room 7609. And in just a few seconds, you will understand why. Never go, never let me go. 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 Walk no destination. Backwards, never forward.
So uh, just to translate, uh, if you, like me, heard them saying so dreadful, actually what they were saying is soul stripper, uh, but it was so dreadful. But we offer this um, for really no discernible reason. I really loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, My grandchildren would like it, too. It was terrible. It was a poor man's uh, Rammstein. No, it was good. I like that you liked it. By the way, Jim did text me. Oh, I just talked to him, too. Go ahead. He said, I didn't say it was the best song ever. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> just ran across the video and thought the drummer and the lead guitar seemed to be having fun. And it's catchy. And he just it heard it for the first catchy. time two it's days scary. ago. Yeah, he heard it. I think he said yesterday. He's in a budget meeting, by the way. They're at the Free Press, and he couldn't come on. They're trying to figure out how to survive without Mike Elwick, who was the best <laughs> journalist in the last 100 years there. But uh, And that's a tall task. But that's why he couldn't join us. Um, let me just let me just review this. Uh, Room seven six and nine submission. Dire of dreams. Soul stripper. So uh, so he didn't promote it as great. And I said uh, Schaefer goes dark wave. He says put that S out there. Uh, Sean <laughs> will tell you what that that word means. I said S is best flushed. And he said I get it. No chick on lead vocals. But that guitarist <laughs> is a kick ass sideshow on his own. And I said no. The problem is there's no talent in the band. But dark wave is an important subgenre of new wave. What's a better example of dark wave? <sighs> boy, um, boy, you put me on the spot. There. I am not the dark wave, but you, you know, could I mean, be... is, that, is that emo? Is that emo music? What, what that became, or no? Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, no, that could be cold wave. Could have gone that way too. Cold wave. I love is all more these subsets. Of, How about any cover band that uh, of the Smiths? Sort of synth or <laughs> synth oriented, just trying to fly above the septic tank here. But um, no, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, very metal oriented. Like I think Sisters of Mercy is a dark wave band. Some people think of them more as a metal band or a rock band, but we've played them before in room 7609. And there's lots of, uh, there's lots of very, uh, the funny thing is they, they tend to have biblically uh, oriented names uh, for dark wave, even though they're very, they're very gothy. Like uh, I'm trying to Balaam and the angel, I think Mm. would be another one, but I mean, it's a, it's a great, it's a great. Um, so I just did a bunch of research online for about twenty seconds. And twenty seconds constitutes a bunch of research. I'm being facetious. Oh. Uh, but th- this one website's claiming Depeche Mode, which I wouldn't think they'd be dark wave. Yeah, blasphemous rumors is very Soft deep cell? song. Sauce, I don't know. I mean, Sex Dwarf, I don't know. Dead can dance. Maybe, maybe. The Cocteau Twins is that how you pronounce it? Cocteau Twins is, in fact, they're just I think celebrating their. Th- 30th anniversary but they have they're great uh heaven or las vegas is a fantastic album Never they, heard of them. they to me would be more of a uh, uh kind of post new wave band they're more um they're more ethereal than they are heavy like uh good word like whatever this group is dire of dreams clan of zymox Clan of Zion. We've played Clan of Zymox. They yes. would be dark wave. Yes. Okay. Perfect example. Uh, you could say Bauhaus may be dark wave more than new wave, although some people would say they're goth or, or just rock. Or or punk. Um, or yeah, or rock. Um, yeah, so lots of stuff out there. Peter Murphy, the former lead singer. Love and Rockets, a little more poppy than Dark Wave to me. But it is a it is a a robust genre. With many outstanding practitioners, unfortunately, Dire of Dreams is not one of them. But, but uh, it's just a way to get our old pal Jim Schaefer into the show, and and to say, despite some shortcomings, I do encourage you to subscribe to the Detroit Free Press as I do, and to the and Detroit News. 
My mom subscribes as Thank well. Thank you, Mom. I can hardly wait until Thursdays and Fridays because oh. I know it's coming. Oh, I thought you were going to say you can hardly wait till the show's over. Oh, well, she likes it when that... I when love that, to get the paper. I mean, reading it online is one thing, but I just love getting the paper. When the Western oh, Union nice man hear. comes with the newspaper, she loves it. That's right. Sean Windsor, stop. Western. The latest from Indiana, stop. Spartans win 2015, stop. That's how... My mom reads it. A pretty yeah. good win, by don't the way. Try, don't try deflowers now. She's deflower. Deflower. Oh, that's Jeez. okay. Well, let's I'm go back to using your his reference. Phrase. I know. Yes. Thanks for the creepy, weird incest. Were you happy with that twenty? Thanks for taking words? it there. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. This is a great time to do something completely different. I'm trying to talk well, about your Spartans. Um, uh, welcome in, uh, Rob. Sent Cyrus. a donation. Uh, if Cyrus could have saved us, he would have been invoked earlier. Um, <laughs> Rob sent a generous donation in these kind words, which now reek of irony. Hey guys, love the show. The jokes and laughs are outstanding. Sean's dry humor is priceless. Keep it up and good luck to ML and his campaign. If anybody can clean up City Hall, he can. I agree with everything he said. Yep. Me too. Uh, there, there were some parts I read because I, <laughs> I, was, I was obligated to give a full and a full and complete reading. Um, I was waiting. So, I'm not going to do the cough button. So this <laughs> I was waiting. I was hoping that was a last gasp. I was, gonna, I was waiting. I was going to do that. Oh, my God. I can only take the stench down here off of him for so long before I start so, coughing. Sorry. Perhaps someone should put this, perfume on this, your mustache. Well, it's the stench of, of perfection, of purity, the stench of uh, self-loving. Racial purity, yeah, you know. Oh so my God. I, I want to encourage people to donate. <laughs> it's very important we have your support. As you may have noticed, we have one fewer sponsor this month, not because they're not a good business, but because for whatever reason, uh, we were not able to uh, to. Uh, That's enough. That's enough. Justify the expense. Uh, a lot of businesses are having to to tighten their belts. Um, I have, was just uh, earlier today at Detroit Bikes. And, and, you know, there are, a lot of businesses are stuck waiting for parts yeah. to come from other, other countries. And, uh, and they're so, waiting for the truck drivers to uh, drive. So yeah, so massive shortage of that explains drivers. all the bikes in the back of your car. So just because, uh, well, there was a surprise birthday present for you on there, Sean, but the three-wheel bike I'm still waiting for. <laughs> the one with the extra wide the big, seat. The big wheel. You could get one <laughs> for the, me. And the two inches. Of, what? And the, go ahead. Don't finish it. <laughs> go ahead. You ever see that Richard Widmark movie with the old lady in the wheelchair? He pushes down the stairs. <laughs> you might want to rent that one before you come on the show next time. Just, just to try and get you in the right mindset. Did I volunteer to come on this show? I didn't either. Well, I did not. No, I didn't either. So you're going to get killed later. I'm just going to get another <laughs> I just like tongue the, lashing. I just like this, the reference to an actor born in 1914. Oh my God. This was all an elaborate plot. A very carefully constructed trap that was sprung so elegantly that people think we were talking about politics, that there was some sort of tension among the partners here. This was all about exposing a story and dragging into the public what people have deserved to know for years. Carmen Harlan likes Gruyere <laughs> cheese. <laughs> and if you go and watch Knives Out, you'll see how, hey, there's how, a well, recent reference. how well crafted... That movie was. That's what this podcast was. It was all actually, about uh, the Gruyere. Wait, that was made. It wasn't Carmen. It was her planner that liked it. 
Whether oh. she, we don't know whether she liked. Well, I bet they were good. The plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, By the way, was, speaking of the tension between the partners, I think he's talking about your son and myself. Right. We had some uh, feedback. Was it last week, Mark? Couple of, couple of weeks ago, they wondered if we were friends or or enemies. I think that the tense in that Frenemies. the tense in that sentence is, is is crucial. Yeah. But um, so in a future episode, I just I don't want to I don't want to presume there will be it's another just you episode. And Mark? In, in a future episode, no, no, even in Shakespeare, they had a fool. <laughs> the difference is, in Shakespeare's play, he was the wisest man in the room. So we're not quite Shakespearean. But I do want to say, in a future episode, if we are so, yeah, I'll be listening for if my we car. are so fortunate to be here, <laughs> if I can, I'm... we will find out, and it'll be just as elegantly packaged, who it was who really likes the Gruyere cheese in Carmen Harlan's circle. In a future episode, so stay tuned for that. Can we? Um, I've kind of wanted to do this for a while. I'm just going to flesh it out on the air. Oh boy! Um, will you take a pop culture, like a recent pop culture quiz? I will. You will. Okay. Because yeah. I find it fascinating that you can you can you chew up the old Mike Clark knows it's, nothing. Music you know what? That's because... funny. That's funny. You said it's very similar to <laughs> Don't I'm, Stump Mike. I'm right up there. With, by the way, uh, with the late great Mike Clark. But that's not a bad thing because he's so serious and he works so hard. And he's been the greatest journalist ever. Now he's the greatest candidate ever. He has no time for pop culture. I no, didn't I say don't. the greatest journalist ever. I just said the last hundred years. Sorry. No, I just I just said the last this, century. The bar is low. I, I'm trying oh, to cut you a break. The bar is low. What can I tell it you? It just hit me because you ref- referenced Richard Widmark. I've never heard of the actor. I don't know. He's probably what? he's probably in something I've seen. I just don't know who he is. But then I started thinking about. It. I'm like, do you even know? Like, do you know what the Squid Game is? I do know what the Squid Game okay. is. I just recently learned that it was not a reality show. That it's actually <laughs> fictional. <laughs> okay. But no, I, I just wondered if if you I don't know I'm I'm curious if you're up on current pop culture because you really haven't been up to anything past 1989. I'll tell you what, kind of ended there. We the year do, they stuck a near uh, a diamond do, in his ear. We will do a uh, a pop culture okay. show, and I will do a uh, classics counter quiz for you. Okay, guys. game on. I'll do it. Okay, that's fair. That's that's uh, yeah. And, and I'll give you. You know, I just bit my tongue with that. I hope you're proud of me, because there's all sorts of material to mine there. You know, in the classics, if you know what I mean. I don't. Uh, I don't. Okay. You slow well, fly. we'll figure it out. Well, I, I I read your autobiography, Moby Dickhead, <laughs> by Herman Melville. I only got halfway through it because it was even boring in print. Really, was it? The live edition was no help. But um, <laughs> yes, uh, call me Queequeg. No, call me Ishmael. Okay. That's how it starts. Let a handful of dudes with wigs uh, be your guiding light for the rest of your life. That's fine. Ignore your mom. Ignore Mr. Fellhauer over here, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I invited him. Certainly ignore me. I I didn't start throwing F-bombs because Carmen Harlan got some Velveeta. (laughs) Oh, I get it. Outrage. He's got quality products. No, Carmen loved them. How do you know? He doesn't have all no this. Re- will be revealed in a future <laughs> episode. <laughs> all you know is you know Greek and Greek and Roman uh, soul of Detroit. business, right? Um, like Jason and the Minotaur, <laughs> I will slay you, sir, in the labyrinth. Okay, that's a classic reference. Okay, do you know about about Ajax and the uh, the no, Battle I know of nothing. Troy? I know nothing. I actually play today. I Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, very nice. I drove by their stadium a couple of years ago when I was really? over there. Yeah, I did. I have an IX jersey. And, uh, and the guy said, oh, no, Michael Jackson played there. He was more excited about really? Michael Jackson playing there whenever it was. What year was this? 
It would have been, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 years ago, maybe. They love him over there, man. Yeah. So. I, I was in Ireland when he died, and um, I was talking to a guy in a bar about it uh, when Michael Jackson. By the way, Michael Jackson's a singer, Mike. But go ahead. <laughs> he used to be part of the Jackson 5, and then yeah. he molested children. Um, so, I mean, he did. It's a fact. Speaking of dark ways. Well, I don't know. But I had to explain to this guy in a bar, like, why Michael Jackson's not a good person? Because they just didn't know that part of his world over in Ireland. Well, over there, maybe they, just, they separate music. the art from the artist a little Which bit. Which is more. fine. You can. Say, I mean, I, there's still Jackson Five songs I like. Look, I, think he's I a watch, terrible human being. I do that with Mike. I separate that awesome or, <laughs> orator who I love in the church from whatever this is down here in the basement. It's you separate the candidate from the unemployed journalist. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go down that road again. So. Yeah. No, the greatest journalist ever. <laughs> So, so uh, I wasn't. I mean, he said so. So it must I, be true. I was an unemployed journalist when I saw Morrissey perform at the National Stadium in Dublin in 1991. Did they know what a terrible person he is? Not then. Oh, he now just they looked, do. He looked fantastic in a gold lame shirt. Really? It, it may have been a jerkin. And that was. Did you buy one? How many times did you seen him at that point? That was the only time. That's really? the only time you've seen him. I don't believe the that. Smiths broke up. You didn't in treat 1987. it like a, your own personal Grateful Dead thing or Fish or whatever. Yeah, wait, didn't he play? No, I, I don't go for that jam band crap. I'm I, not talking about the music. I'm talking about the idea that you follow a, him around in a yeah. There's a little camper. There's a band called. There's a jam band called Wide Open Something. Uh, I can't remember what the, the name of it, but I wrote a. I wrote a. Uh, I wrote a four-word review of their album for the Chicago Daily South, and she said, "Light fuse, get away." Oh, very good. That's not quite as good as your hidden camera from a week ago, but that's good. Yes, I didn't know we we're going to do my greatest shits this week, <laughs> but um, that's I, good too. I, moments ago, I, I seems like hours ago, days ago, maybe eons ago, I was going to encourage as many people as possible to make a small donation to support the show, because we are supported by sponsors uh, to some extent, but we're also supported by the generous donors such as Rob. And, of course, Kristen is great. Francis, they regularly donate. We would appreciate it if you would consider doing so, too. And here's Mark to tell you how. Uh, MLSolaDetroit.com. Little donate button. Take you to your PayPal. Because let me tell you so, folks. Nice. That Gruyere ain't free. Mm-mm. So we could use a little cheddar to help make our quiches better. And if Carmen wants to donate some, we'll take I think you meant Swiss. Your mom's point was that Swiss is, you know, a less expensive Gruyere. I mean, Gray is a form of Swiss, but but she was she didn't have Swiss in it originally. Well, she's talking about Swiss. She's talking about sort of generic Americanized Swiss that's cheaper than Gruyere. But go ahead. Sorry. So for all those people, Are you a cheesemonger. For all these people, no, thinking, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> a, I'm not at all. I but know I what just, it is. Yes, do you want? How much do you want to pay for a quiche? You know. So so like, if, exactly. if I could, if I could make a small point for for every time Sean says you're mischaracterizing me as a uh, as an effete. We just had a discussion on the quality of Swiss right, available in America. Exactly. It's Exhibit not, A. I know. Men, men can't cook. But no, yeah. no. I mean, Jan can. I make. Where's whatever. your club over there? Okay. You, you know? Sorry. Go ahead. So I just want to ask a question of. Uh, you make of, what? I want to hear. I want to hear. Of why Fisher ZZ. Has this been better than the political discussion? Uh, <laughs> the politics is sounding pretty good, I'll isn't tell it? I'll you off. Fisher's. No, what do you make? I want to hear. I make everything. No, but you were going to say something specific. No, as far as you ask me. Um, you got them on the ropes, Mom. No, basically, I try to make things so that people can afford them. I like that. You know, and they're good. Oh, because I asked you about the cream. Do, I don't use, do you use, I use like, skim milk. Oh, you do? Okay. I That's what Hostess milk. says, too. So you're not out there buying a, a 
ten dollar pint of Calder Dairy. No, what? no. Oh, okay. I use what? Milk. what are you a milk monger now? Do when you eat this, it's good for you. You know, it's mushroom, spinach, three eggs, the skim milk, and onions. You know, that's what you do for the the. And when I make my crust, I use canola oil. Oh, I like that. And you mix it all together to make and the world good. feel it's good. It's good. And when you cut but a piece I, from Mike. I use, I use a lot. You know, that's only one quiche. I mean, I make a lot of quiche. I like making quiche, too. I don't eat quiche. Why? Wait. You're missing out, man. When you serve a piece to Mike, does, do you... Do you eat frittatas? I don't, he doesn't eat I it. I do not eat frittatas. Does he still wear a bib? Like, if you cook for him, does he still wear a bib? Uh, not, I haven't noticed a bib lately. Oh, Are you guys done doing your show over there? Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is he, I mean, does he still sit in a high chair? Just we go from chair. Carlos and Sean just to Carlos and Mom. Just in a low chair. <laughs> just take control. Jeez, uh, what else you got? I listened to you self-congratulate yourself for the last hour, so I can talk to your mom about cheese a no, little no, bit. No, no, you can. It's I just know. just if, in if, a different forum, if please. If you're a gourmet, you would want to do all the things that I mean, you do. This is being but, you know, I'm not really a gourmet, but... Well. Yeah, I, I like to cook. Didn't we just I get like a discourse on the quality of Swiss cheese available in America? Right, just go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Get back. Well, sorry, for, sorry for interrupting your patting yourself on the back. Go ahead. So um, this is part of our new segment for people who are facing end-of-life issues. And if you're thinking, I have a lot more to live for, I think we've cleared that up for you right now. So Jeez. go step towards the light. Step Jeez. towards the light. I guarantee you it can't be that bad on the other side. Hot or cool. It's got to be better than what you've just endured for the last 60 seconds. I just wish Please, some of my customers shed this mortar coil. This, and they could call in and tell you how good St. Peter? I know. It's so, it, what we just did is, is so you, much worse. Peter. Than, oh, hey, Mike. Boy, I, I bet it's was out on the campaign trail. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I knocked down I see, houses. I'm doing this. That, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Not a word. I about, hear heart a music. Personal word. Is that? Nothing. Are those angels? Is that is that Gossamer? Is it really so beautiful? Is that my dog? Can who I lost? That you didn't go to the farm, Snuggles. You're here. You're here. Yes. God's like, don't drag me into this. <laughs> walk, walk into the light. It's okay. You'll be better off. Hey, we have some feedback. Oh, Estelle writes, Michael. I believe your daughters are both in college. Unsure about Mark and Sean. However, I'd love to know if you and yes, your wife we, we, we don't have kids together. teen gals going to homecoming dances, wearing dresses up to their you-know-whats and high heel stilettos. Yeah. Our Facebook feed the last couple of weekends has been parents spamming their 14 and 15-year-old daughters dressed like Kardashians, or to be more frank, like strippers or gals wearing lingerie to a school dance. Pretty shocking to see this trend and also to see parents bragging about it on social media. Hmm. My daughters are both in college. They don't wear that stuff. Did they ever try to wear something that you didn't uh, approve of? Anything. Now, I'm not meaning like less clothes or anything, but anything. There was like one. Words on it. Or... There was one tight pair of pants that we said, mm. and then uh, somebody made an inappropriate comment at the workplace, and the pants were gone. Really? So, yeah. They, they, they attracted unwanted attention. So did you just sit there and go? From a would-be suitor. Told you so? No, I'm happy to let my daughters figure these things out on their own. Um, but, uh, Screw that. but I was glad to see those pants retired within, uh, one day of, uh, like, like moon being, how about we hold name? accountable the people who say something to however old your daughter was at that point. How about that? Uh, how about I, women wear what they want and we keep our mouth shut? Well, how about that? I, I like that. You keep your mouth shut part. I'm with you on that. I one vote that. here. I do agree with that to a point. 
I mean, I, I well, is it really that hard? Well, no, but they I, keep their mouth shut. I, Why I, can't we? Oh no, I I agree with that part. hundred percent. What's wrong with However, letting? What's wrong with letting our kids deal with situations on their own? If I had been asked to go slap that no, guy, I, I agree with done that. It, but, but I'm letting my daughter handle her business, and she did. I understand that point. The, I'm the, just the saying. Fa- the, the larger point is there are too many times you're saying, "Well, why are you wearing that?" Well, how about we keep our mouth shut? Well, but, but but if it's your daughter, I mean, look at society's going to treat people the way it treats people, right or wrong, and so I want well, them we, to go out. We can and get look better respectful. at it. No, I, I agree. It's not going to happen overnight, though. I have if a, somebody I have a walks and down and the street a... nearly naked. I'm sorry, that is not yeah. something I see every day. Well, I don't. That want... is going to get attention. There and was an entire decade of this. Mm-hmm. Of what? Walking From 1967 to 1977, or whatever, until Reagan came in and we started getting prudish again. Right? And the Puritans Did you say won prunish again. again? Is that Pru- ageism? Prudish. Oh. Hey, Christ's no, sake, believe me. spaghetti straps have been around for I don't want to 50 dis- years. I don't want to discourage women from Wait, wearing... Are you suggesting my mom was wearing... <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> suggesting <laughs> she would remember. An uncomfortable gesture. I remember many, you know, when you had the short shorts and the mini. Exactly. Yeah. It's just coming ah. back around. It to, to the, to, it's well, always been around, that's, though. Yeah. It was around when I was in, in the well, early it wasn't 90s. around in the twenties, you know what I mean? Well, no, you but could... in the early nineties, when the baggy jeans were all a thing, they still hung really low. I mean, they're still tight clothing in that. Look what you started, Estelle. Actually, we call oh, it short shorts no. hot pants. But yeah. Estelle's point's a good one. You know, I don't like the posing, the coquettish kind of all that sort of stuff. I see that a lot too. But it, what's you know, wrong with that, Sean? You know what I mean? <laughs> what's wrong with that? I think her point is the same. It would, it would, you know what I mean, though? It's No, you're right. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't like don't it in a 14-year-old, but... Basically, yeah. if you're a guy, don't act like a dick if a girl's dressed like that, because then you're going to discourage it. It's true. I'm not sure Sean agrees with the second no, no, part. No, of no. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that no, joke. I just, think that just sailed. you caught that joke. No, yeah. no, no. If you... The righteous anger, it led to temporary deafness. No, I don't like that part. Okay. Wait, the second part of whatever you What? Discouraging it? No, don't objectify him, right? Hmm. I don't know. That's my thing. <laughs> so, uh, what about... Uh, and I think it, that was Estelle's point to some degree. Well, yeah, I think it's weird. parents uh, I, bragging I, on it. That's kind of sickening. That's, I'm and not a fan The other of thing is, I don't think, I think for a school dance, there should be a certain dress code. And I don't mean it should be like back when you Clogs. were supposed to wear patent leather shoes and all that kind of stuff. No, but, but you don't want boobs and vaginas hanging out. Right, exactly. Or it's dongs. the school. Penises, it's the school. Say, yeah. If they want to go to a party up, at their Scientific own house, dong. you know, they can do that. At their own house, then the sound it's bell nobody's makes. business. But... You know, this. I think this. The schools should say, you know, if they have to, uh, you know, there's a certain dress code, and that's it. Sure, you can still find stuff that you can wear. The problem is social and, media. Right. Exactly. And, and, and I it, still favor a mostly burlap wardrobe. <laughs> and it depends on the age of the girls. It just seems like young young girls are being pressured to be sexy at much younger ages, and that's no good for anybody. I would agree with that. Very wise. Well, they're on a different kind of stage because of Mark's point about social media. Right, exactly. And it's not healthy. And they can really be hurt. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. My biggest fear, because I have a three-and-a-half, yeah. seven-and-a-half-year-old, is social media. When you know, when my second grader, when she gets to that age where she wants a phone, it freaks me out. Yeah. Well, my granddaughter's nine, and she's such a nice girl, and and I really worry about in a couple of years. Yeah, mental you know? health and all. Yeah. yeah. No, it's scary. No, because social, yeah, anxiety's up. Yeah, all of it. Depression's up. Yeah. I just need a teacher to be cynical. It's related to that. Yeah. If I only knew how. Really? Wow. Fifth. Have her come down here and hang out with Mikey. <laughs> yeah. 
The only uh, the only Fierce. bigger cause of anxiety going up and depression going up is uh, is podcasting. So uh, so keep <laughs> keep the loose clothes on and keep your podcasting network tuned to the Red Shovel Network. We got two other podcasts you can listen to. There's one with a guy named Charlie. And, and don't forget to visit ml4detroit.com. Oh. Plug it. Yeah, Ask for to, votes. Do it. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, Tracy. You mentioned Tracy earlier. So I will tell you, when I go to people's doorsteps now, I am more insistent on, uh, you know, if you haven't picked there a candidate go. yet, if you haven't decided yet, I sure would appreciate your vote. Whereas before I just say, I'd appreciate your support. And I'm like, uh, have you picked a candidate yet? If not, so be, Tracy. Be more aggressive and say, if you picked a candidate, forget that person. I'm your guy. I did tell one person after I talked to them, they said, oh, I, I already voted. And it was clear they didn't vote for me, but they really liked what I had to say. I said, well, you can always spoil your ballot. <laughs> and she said, mm. I said, well, maybe next time. Vote again. St. Chicago. So, uh, <laughs> But do please vote. Whoever you're going to support, please get out there and vote. Uh, we're expecting less than 20% turnout. They are trying to take the vote away from people in Texas and Georgia, and we are just giving it away here. Can't let that happen. Please get out and vote. You can actually vote. In, if, you, if you live in a city where there is uh, an odd-year election, meaning this year, you can vote right now at most clerk's offices. You can vote in person. You can register on the spot. So please, if you're thinking it's too late to vote, it is not too late to vote. If you're hearing my voice anytime before November 2nd, it is not too late to vote. If it's November 3rd, then you know, it's too late. see you next year. But uh, if you want to find out what I'm up to on the campaign trail, follow ML number four Detroit on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We will have the entire debate up there on uh, on our social media. And if you want to support the campaign, you can make a small donation or you can volunteer. We're looking for poll workers, not the kind that wear Kardashian clothes, and uh, and canvassers. People go door to door with us or to phone bank. You can go to ML number four Detroit dot com. And we would certainly appreciate your support. There's a free T-shirt in it for you, so it's hey. not like uh, it's not like there's nothing in it for you. Um, those aforementioned shows on the Red Shovel Network are super groovy, so check them out. And please uh, don't forget, if you got a few shekels, we'd appreciate them to make a donation to the Soul of Detroit. I am an unemployed journalist. Uh, unemployed is being the key term. And, uh, and we would appreciate your attendance at next week's session. We will be back on Tuesday. If you listen to us on, on, uh, on audio, check out the live feed sometime. As you can tell, it can be very compelling viewing, if not necessarily compelling listening. This has been ML Soul of Detroit with your host, ML Elric, your co-host, Mark Fellhauer, some canker named Sean Windsor. Canker. And, uh... <laughs> And uh, and the woman, wanker. the woman who loves him like no other, my mother. And on that one, Cyrus, take her out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I warned you a long time ago. Gone. The game you were playing was a losing one, but you couldn't get away with it forever. You'll have plenty of time to think things over in jail. All right, boys, take them away. Right. We'll meet again someday. All right. When we do, watch out. Uh, it'll be a long time before he's a chance to meet anybody except his prison keeper. Now that this case is all over, I guess we'll be getting back to the stage, huh? Oh, gee, can't we stay up here for a while just to have some fun? Now that's out of the way, we can oh, have a I'm afraid. Time. We've got to leave right away. <laughs>